Welcome to MIA 2K. Your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hello. This is the last episode of the season. End of the year, actually. <laughs> We're really excited to have made it to 30 episodes. Just so you guys know, we're going to do a giveaway to celebrate our anniversary and the end of season two. So stay tuned until the end of the episode for those details. Yes. And today's episode is a continuation of our stories from our time in South Korea. Today, specifically, we'll be talking about Daegu and Seoul. Let's just jump right in. Okay. So. As I mentioned, and you might have heard on the episode about the logistics and for our trip, Laura wasn't really interested in going to Daegu because most of the activities seem very like nature driven and she's allergic to half of nature. So she's like, you know, we could go like whatever. But I obviously, because sugar, bomgyu, tea, hyunsuk, tea, like half of my bias line are all from Daegu. I feel very emotionally attached and attacked by the city on a, on a regular basis. So I was like, you know, there are things to do, like this is what we can do. And there's a cool cable car or whatever. So she said, look, it's literally the only time that we'll be able to ride the KTX because all our other transfers between cities are by plane. So let's do it. And I was like, yes. So we got to Busan train station. Laura bought some food that she was interested in trying which ended up being deadly to her because killing me because again allergies and she started like on the train being like (laughs) I feel a little weird and I was like fuck my life (laughs) so and then we got to Daegu and there were no pharmacies open because it was a Sunday so she was like I guess I'm just gonna raw dog it or whatever (laughs) for the rest of the day I don't know what be okay with it (laughs) yeah she was just gonna hope to not die power power through it yeah so our first our first and only planned activity for that day was the Absan cable car. So we got on a bus and then as soon as we were like at the bus stop and they were waiting for that bus to take us to the Absan uh, park, I told Laura, Laura, if you see bus 724, I need you to pinch me with your entire like bodily power because that's the bus that Suga used to ride. And I am emotionally attached to possibly just like seeing that bus from the bus, from the streets and just like, you know, waving past it, whatever. Like, that's kind of my idea. That was literally all I really wanted for the day. I, w- I had no ulterior motives beyond that. So whatever, we go to Absent Park, we go up the cable car. It was super cute. It was really adorable. Laura put me like front and center so I could like record the uh, uphill climb or like the ascent, yeah. I guess it's called. And there were really cute kids in the cars with their moms, like talking, like adorable. So we got up to the top. The view was beautiful. Uh, The ice cream was really great. We stayed up there for a little bit, trying to figure out what we were going to do once we came back down. 
we came back down we got on the bus at this point we're kind of heading towards either a market or just like the center of the city so we can figure out what to do next uh, Laura had seen and I had told her like you know I dragged you to Degu so you pick wherever you want to eat and we had seen there was like a tripe alley which like I was probably only going to be able to eat the rice but I was okay with that because you know I, again Laura came to Degu for me so she was going to be able to eat whatever she wanted and then while we're on the bus Laura is like looking at the train times to go back to Busan and she's like Kathy there are no times to go back and I was like no fucking way and she's like there literally is no fucking way to go back to Busan right now. <laughs> so uh, long story short, this is already in our episode for the logistics, so I won't go into too much detail, but we ended up get, uh, getting tickets to go back to Busan at like 9 p.m. for like four times the price, which is fine. It is what it is. But by that point, I think it was like 2 or 3 p.m. So we still had a long, three. we had a long, like we had six hours basically to play now in the city and Degu. So we were going to go to a market, but then we ended up just going to the March 1st independent trail and steps because that was a K-drama thing. And also ATs celebrated their anniversary there last year. So it was footage that we were familiar with. So we just like took pictures around there, whatever. And then instead of going to Tribe Alley, Laura found Short Rib Alley, which was slightly less traumatizing for me and my palate. So... We were walking towards it and we're walking down the street and then I see a banner of Yungi. And I'm like, I literally go, <gasps> you know, and Laura's like, what? And because she's just looking at like the map and I'm like, it's Yungi. So we stop, whatever. And she goes, this is Bass Entertainment Academy. And I was like, no way. And so that's where he learned to do his producing skills, whatever. And we're just like taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. And then before you get to that part. Okay. I just want to say that we got to Bass Academy by mistake. Yes. Because we finished the 80s, whatever, like taking pictures at the same church and all of that stuff. And we were actually going to take a bus to go to the um, the The really big park. No, no, we were going to go to the really big park. Oh, I forgot about the park. Yeah, we were going to go to a really big park, which was the opposite end of the short rib. Once I realized that it was the short, like the opposite end, I was like, Kathy, I think I prefer the food. Yeah. And she's like, whatever, it's fine. I don't really care. So we, we were like in the middle of the street trying to figure it out and like we just kind of went back to where we were because I guess we felt safer or just trying to orient ourselves that way and as we're going that way the map starts to show me like a different route to take so like we start walking and that's when all of a sudden we're right in front of the academy like correct just walking and then all of a sudden this big picture of sugar shows up yeah and it's like what yeah and so just to make like make a note of of this I wanted I I didn't go to Dego with a specific agenda if I had been alone because I I do feel comfortable traveling alone I would have gone to Yungi's elementary school because he posted the picture about that earlier this year when he was like, they were all on time off and he kind of went to his hometown, whatever. But I didn't really want to plan like this whole stop, 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 stop of all of like famous places of Yungi's life because I was trying to be considerate of Laura. So I was just like trying to find a middle ground and I was just like, we'll just figure out when we're there, like whatever we're feeling like doing. So I am cognizant of the fact that we could have planned all of these stops, But it was so much better that we didn't because the surprise of it just made it epic. It was just like we 
if we had planned it, it wouldn't have been as good or as, right. as like mind blowing as it was. Because we didn't plan it, it didn't feel exhausting. It just felt fun. It felt mm -hmm. like an adrenaline rush. Like, oh my God, this is so great. Like it's happening right now. Like, <gasps> what? Yeah. Instead yeah. of like, okay, we got to hit these 10 different places within this amount of time. Like right. it just felt more like organic. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. Like it just, that day will forever be one of the most memorable days of mm -hmm. our lives. And like that trip just yeah. because so many great things happened and none of it was planned mm -hmm. it all like caught us off guard complete by surprise so now that Laura specified we were supposed to go to the park we went the other way we get to Bass Academy by complete mistake and I'm just taking pictures with Yungi and um, like the poster uh on the on the building and just looking at the thing and then at that point we were again trying to get to Short Rib Alley and Lara was looking at the map and she's like, oh, okay, we're going to get on bus 156 like that. It's on the way. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she's just like looking at her phone and flipping the map. And Lara's always looking for like the best alternative route and the best, best versus fastest versus more walking or less walking or the subway <laughs> plus the metro. She is alternative queen. So she was just like very focused on the task at hand. And I'm just like taking pictures with Yungi because, you know, whatever. So then she hears a bus coming as I'm just in my Lulu life. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, is that bus 156? And I look up and I'm like, no, it's 724. 724. Laura, it's bus 724. And I start screaming and like almost crying. And I'm just like, there's pictures of all of this. Well, not really. Like Laura took a couple of pictures, but in the moment, like I'm usually the picture taker. She I was not. out of commission. Like I, the math, I just, the math was not mathing. I just want to point out because it really was. Kathy takes pictures of literally everything. I take pictures of nothing. So as soon as she says seven to four, she's just standing there, like not believing that it's the same bus. And I'm like, Kathy, go take a picture with it. So she's like, oh, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So she runs to take a picture with the bus because we were right next to the bus stop almost. So like we're running and she's running and she stands there and I'm like trying to take pictures before it leaves. And yeah. she's just like so happy. And I'm like, wait a second, can we take this fucking bus? And I was like, Kathy, just get on. We'll figure it just out. Just get on. <laughs> so like, she's like, wait, we're getting on. I'm like, just we're gonna go do it and so then and then in, in <laughs> south korea they still have uh enforced the like you have to wear mask indoors and in public transportation so i'm trying to find my t-money card and find my mask and i can't function guys like i and laura's like looking at me like bitch you're gonna miss the fucking bus and i'm just like mask a card like how like how like you i i can usually keep my cool under pressure it's true and and i don't really get like out of body experiences a lot unless I'm like I don't know in severe danger or like in the Lululand in Daegu <laughs> and living my best life clearly so the shock of the moment was just too much for me and my little heart and then we managed to get on the bus we sat on some seats and I was just looking out the window thinking of all the times that Yungi rode that bus thinking if he had put his butt on that chair <laughs> thinking of all the hard times that we, he went through when he was choosing between eating or going to the production studio to like make beats so he could get like some sort of career options and be able to provide for his family like the emotional like ness of it all like, <laughs> it was it was a lot it was so much that the only picture we have inside the bus is a picture I took which is like 
I have a video inside the bus because I guess like I thought about the thing and by a video I mean I mean like a half a millisecond of a moment that you can't see anything like it is so ridiculous like the way that I was out of it like out of body experience could not function my brain was not here it was just like pure emotionalness that was it that's all I had to give in that moment so the good thing was that Laura wow actually having a functioning brain was able to figure out that the bus was actually not going to leave us too far off from short rib alley so it was like just taking a different route but it was perfect so we get off the bus and I'm just like again in disbelief shock I'm just like you know what I could die right now like this is it it's fine I've I've seen it all I've done it all so I'm just like on cloud nine you know we're walking Laura is looking at the map I'm just not there I'm just you know smiling like a fucking idiot and then we're kind of going through some streets like it's at this point it's around 5 p.m so it's kind of getting a little darker we're going to through some streets that are not main streets so they're not heavily trafficked and Lara was like or you know well what lit. we're or well lit and she's like you know what let's go through like this main street to go to the restaurant I was like okay cool like, she's literally just stringing me around like a dog like <laughs> walking I am not in my five senses or any of them really we're walking and we see this like big poster banner thing of like idols looking people. And I'm just staring at it again. Math is not mathing. Brain is not braining. I can't think of anything. And Laura goes, is that a cup sleeve? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And so here's the thing in Miami. Okay. This is a 30 second journey into my life with cup sleeves, right? <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I saw like TikTokers going to cup sleeve events in like California and stuff. And I was like, who would leave their house for like a cardboard piece? Like the fuck? And I like now fast forward to now, I literally go to every cup sleeve event that I possibly can collect them and advertise them. And I'm just so fascinated by them. And then I actually looked into them and I saw that they originated in Korea, whatever. But I never even brought up the idea to Laura to like possibly go to a cup sleeve event because like, you know, how are we going to time that? Are we really going to yeah. find one in the city that we're going to? It didn't make sense. At a lot all. of logistics. Yeah. And I and cup sleeves are not really Laura's thing either. So we're just like, what's the point of like, you know, I was like, this trip is K-popified enough. We yeah. don't have to like add this to the agenda. So we never even looked into it. And the fact that we ran into one in Daegu. <laughs> It was just out of like, nowhere. It, like, it was had, so funny. The the timing of it all, like the 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 random decision making that it took for the day to play out the way that it did, it was amazing. So the cup sleeve was for the boys, and we have a TikTok explaining this little story. But again, just really quickly, we were looking inside like idiots, just like fascinated by the whole thing. Trying to figure out too if it was a cup sleeve or if it was just a picture of like the boys. Right, because like, to me it kind of looked like a crafting thing. Like it looked yeah, kind of like yeah. a pottery shop almost without yeah. pottery. Like I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. No, no. I but that's that was the vibe, and like it wasn't like here where there's like all these vendors. So like it was a, it was a very different vibe from the cup sleeves that we know here. Mm -hmm. So we're staring inside these two girls at the door who are like attending but like at the table sitting down they're kind of looking at us and they're smiling and they're they start waving and we're like is is, is us like us <laughs> the foreigners you're are you me so they're kind of like almost inviting us to come in and laura and i look at each other like should we do we like because again we don't have any plans like we're gonna go to dinner but if, no, yeah. we don't have a reservation or anything so we're just like fuck it let's go in 
So we go in and we are trying to say hi to the girls. They're super, super, super sweet. They could speak some English. And then they were trying to ask us questions about like, what groups do we like? And I was like, well, I know the word like is Choyo. So I was like, BTS Choyo, Stray Kids Choyo, Monsta X Choyo, everybody Choyo, like all of them. (laughs) And we were like, "Uh, the cup sleeve was for the boys. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it at this point, but the cup sleeve (laughs) was for the group, the boys. So I was like, the boys Choyo. And they were like, who's your bias? And I was like, Kevin Choyo. And then Naura, I think, was saying that she liked a couple of members. And Sunu, is that how you say it? I feel like Young Hoon and Sunu, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Sun Woo. So that's Sun. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we went to the counter to try to figure out, like, you know, what to <laughs> order. And there was like a Monster X wall, and Laura was staring at that. And I was looking at all the cups inside. And even still, I took, we took a good amount of pictures, but, and we didn't take like a lot for oh. what we would have in a regular setting but i think we yeah. were too shook too stunned we were to too speak. excited too, too excited, excited too much in the moment laura was trying to figure out what drink didn't have caffeine so that it wouldn't keep her up for like the rest of her life because it was late at that point so i ended up ordering i think like uh iced tea and i don't know what she ordered you had a, a chocolate I actually ordered something with caffeine because we realized that they gave the drinks in a bottle. So we were like, oh, in my head, I was like, I can just drink this tomorrow. So I got a chocolate latte. Right. And it was it was actually really cool because it was in a bottle. I love. Yeah. They give you a whole little bag with like a little glass jar bottle with a drink inside the cup. And then another little baggie inside with like stickers and the poster of the event and some photo strips. And it was really, really cute. Very cute. So we were really excited with our bags. We walk out, we say bye to our little friends that we made at the front and we leave and we're walking on the street, just like, again, smiling like idiots, like can't believe this is happening. Like Laura was not, it was not a capitalist smile. She was, it was grin from ear to ear because it was just so cute. And Laura loves cute things. Like cute things will destroy Laura. So we're walking on the street and then we hear like running behind us and we're like, we kind of turn around. So one of our friends literally ran after us like a whole block to the fact that I'm calling her my friend. Like, wow, (laughs) the delusion, the level of delusion. (laughs) She ran out and she was like, she had these two stickers and she goes, all I have or something or something really like heart shattering of like. I don't have anything else, but this is whatever. So she gave us like extra stickers of the boys and I was like ready to cry. And I was like, can we please take a picture all together? And she was like, yeah. So we went back to like towards the cafe to take a picture. And then the other girl that didn't run after us was like, Instagram follow for follow and like oh my god it was I almost died. <laughs> I think Laura was about to explode her head was about to like set on fire I really do like you think it was so freaking cute and we were like yes Instagram follow for follow of course we will follow you guys to the end of the world and so we all followed each other we took the picture again if you see the pic the face the pictures of it Laura's face is just like like I don't think I've ever seen her this happy in my whole life and I've known her for 12 years honestly so uh, we walk away with like how do we even top this like how does it get any better than this and then we get to the restaurant that Laura found which was really cool because it was the first like traditional restaurant where like they made you take your shoes off at the door and there was nobody there it was just us the restaurant owners did not speak any English at all it was wonderful 
And then Laura, if you want to talk about the eating experience yes, there, because this is this was Laura's favorite meal. Let me start this by that. Was my favorite meal. Oh my god! So I decided to go for short rib because if you're from Miami and you've tried, uh, well, if you're from South Florida or if you're Hispanic and you've tried Cuban cuisine, they have a thing called rabo encendido, mm. and it's like delicious and it's like basically the same thing. Um, Which for English speakers, by the way, rawa encendido means butt on fire. So yeah, it's tail, it's ox, not oxtail, but it's a tail. I'm and it, a, but I'm it's braced. Person. Mm-hmm. It's braced and it's freaking delicious. My parents and I love it. So I was like, you know what? I need to try the Korean version of rawa encendido. So we chose this place. We get there. We sit down. We're the only foreigners. Literally we're the only, only people, people there, there. <laughs> no yeah. it, like it was a big big place that you could tell it's really packed uh you know during the week or at night yeah. but it, we since it was like five or something it wasn't quite dinner time yet yeah. so we were the first people there for like that shift so they just yeah. you know they welcomed us in and it was a really nice lady cooking in the kitchen and a man who was running kind of the menu and the cashier and all that stuff we order the short rib and like i'm worried that's gonna be a lot of food because i was like what if like kathy's not really gonna eat this like i'm gonna have to eat this we're the only people here if we leave food like que pena like this is i was freaking out for nothing because the food came i basically ate it all and it was the most delicious meal of my life yeah like the beef was so soft and like the sauce and everything was delicious and all of the side dishes that they brought complemented the meat really well yeah the kimchi was perfect. Nothing was too spicy. And we ordered some rice wines. We oh. ordered two bottles, like one for each, which was a little out of pocket, but YOLO. No, it wasn't. I mean, you know it seemed, it well, you, you were, you were freaking out at first before we got the bottles. You were oh, like, yes. we got one each. And I was like, yeah, bro, like celebration you know, time. Come on. <laughs> you know why it wasn't? Because the, uh, the, the, the guy there and the lady there were sort of proud that we ordered one for each yeah like, yeah they we gave us right a face thing. of like oh yeah that's right yeah so i was like you know what if you say they were like now. they're foreigners but they're cool <laughs> totally <laughs> oh totally. the food was so good i tried a little bit of the meat i'm not really like a meat person i i only really whatever long stories that are not relevant right now but i'm not really a meat person but i did try a little bit of it and it was very good um it was easy to eat and we were we had perilla leaves and we had yeah. like so many the all the little side dishes were just really delicious and it was a really great meal and we were watching so like there was like a show in the background that they were playing some like survival show which was great compliment so then fun. some people arrived after that they were getting the table set for them before they arrived yeah. so they like called ahead so when we left there was another table that yeah. had gone there and it was really good it was, it was really re- it like laura could not like be more happy with <laughs> just the whole thing like she was like you know i was not about this city like i was not looking forward to coming here but just this trip like just the food and everything that happened that day completely made it a, an amazing day so it was so good yeah it was great <sighs> i it missed great. that food <laughs> i know i know she really she really enjoyed the shit out of that really she left did. nothing like bones don't know them like there we was also, nothing left we also didn't have lunch we had breakfast, but we didn't have lunch. So no, like, yeah, that was yeah. our first meal. And so we I didn't really have breakfast because it killed you. It almost True. killed you. So we didn't eat like all coffee. day. But it was, it was, oh, it was so good. We didn't have any substance during the mm-hmm. day, anything to really hold our stomach. So that was really our first meal. Mm-hmm. And it was a great first and last meal for, for Diggle. So good. 
And then the rest of the story is really quick. We just went to Kim Kwang Sok Street, which is he's one of the most famous singers that kind of your favorite singer, favorite singer. He inspired a lot of the Korean musicians today. He sang about important issues and he has like a whole street dedicated to him and Daegu because I believe that's where he passed away or that's where he lived like his final years. So um, it's a really cute and quaint street. It has Very a bunch cute. of little restaurants and like things to do. You can get a lock and put it on a wall. You can write things on chalkboard like you know I was here and lots of little picture opportunities and then we Laura was like if you saw our episode from last week she was on a beer mission all day every day so she was like oh beer and we saw a bar and we went and like sat down had some beers and then she went on another one but then she saw that they could can the beer on the spot and she was like oh I'm taking this to go and I'm gonna live my best life packing tomorrow with the canned beer and then, yeah, from there, we ran to the station. We made it to the train right on time. So we took a train to Busan because movie names and titles and references are my cup of tea. And that was our trip to Daegu. And it was incredible. So thank you, Laura, for finding the one thing that was going to make the trip redeemable for you and then having the best time. It was probably my favorite day of the whole trip just because yeah. of all the unexpected surprises plot twist and gifts from the universe to us so it was an amazing time it really and was and yeah that was Daegu highly recommend for sure braised beef mm, braised short ribs yeah mm, so good <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry now I, I feel bad for anyone who's watching or listening who might be hungry right now they are hating life we're sorry you no know what though we're used to it because we watch k-dramas here mm. And Facts. every time I watch K-drama, I am so hungry. Facts. <laughs> so before we move to Seoul, I want to take a little bit of like a little pause. Take it back to the night before in Jeju, our mm -hmm. final night. And this thing that happened, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but this thing that happened sort of impacted, impacted Seoul heavily. Yeah. Kathy, please. <laughs> what happened was um laura and i bought a bunch of soju <laughs> no i'm just kidding it doesn't really have to do with soju soju wasn't the problem but we, we bought some soju and laura was supposed to drink with me and we were thinking about possibly going into the hot tub for the second night because we did it the first night we were packing whatever laura decides to pass out and completely <laughs> bail on the plan i couldn't keep up Kathy my eyes were closing on yeah, me like it whatever. wasn't it wasn't that I wanted to you left me hanging I just it's couldn't <laughs> yeah and then the next day in Seoul we had a photo shoot scheduled so because of the photo shoot I wanted to have you know look my best wash my hair do my hair curl my hair so Laura had fallen asleep so I turned off the lights to the room and I just had like the bathroom light kind of on and I don't like to do my hair in the bathroom standing because I just like to be comfortable. So I was in my bed with no lights. I'm just setting the, the scene for you. <laughs> with my very hot curling iron. I was sitting on the bed with my legs crossed, lights off. I was using my phone as a, as a mirror, which like without lighting, it was very <laughs> grainy and I couldn't really see anything. And so I started doing my hair like the usual way that I always curl it. And then I get to like the very end at the top of my hair. And I have this thing that I do when I curl my hair that I like... I'm trying to, if you're watching, I'm going to try to show it with the remote that like I grab a piece of hair, like a chunk, right? 
and I wrap it around the curling wand in such a way that if I hold my hair with one hand, I can let the other hand go down and not hold the curling wand like handle because I'm lazy. So I did my whole hair like that. And I always do my whole hair like that, whatever. So I did that with the last little thing on my head. But the lack of lighting and not seeing and like miscalculation on how much hair was actually holding, I ended up dropping my curling iron hot steaming at the highest setting on my leg uh, bare because I was wearing shorts. And yeah, so I gave myself a second degree burn in Jeju Island the night before going to Seoul. Yeah, and uh, Laura was sleeping, so I couldn't scream. <laughs> I didn't notice. She had kept the lights on. I still wouldn't have noticed because I fell asleep. She had with the told lights. me. She had told me like throughout the trip, like you know, you can leave the lights on. It's fine. But I just feel bad, um, bothering people when they're trying to sleep. So I just turned it off and whatever. Anyway, we wake up the next day and we're we need to go to the airport, take a trip to Seoul, <laughs> get on a train one hour to the inside the city to Bukchon Hanok Village get like change or put some makeup on and fix ourselves uh, at the hanok that we were staying at leave to go to the hanbok place to rent a hanbok then go to uh <laughs> close to kyonbok palace and meet our photographer all by 3 p.m guys all by 3 p.m we arrived in seoul at like 11 30 or 12 because yeah. oh, and our, we had our... to pick up our sim card at the different right. terminals so yeah we had was, a lot to do. It was packed. In like it was two and a half hours. Days, yeah. It feels like. Yeah. But it was the only time that we we're going to be able to make any <clears> of this happen. So we were very like cognizant. Like it is what it is. We have to like run and go for yeah. it. So in the morning before I left Jeju, I had some like minor first aid things on me. So I had used those the night before. Like right when I burned myself, I had like a, a, a like an antiseptic or an astringent or something very strong to like not get an infection. And some like aloe base cream kind of thing. So that's what I put on. And then in the morning at the airport in Jeju, I finessed some really like high class toilet paper over the thing with like <laughs> band-aids that were barely holding on for dear life. So when we get to Seoul and we're literally running around the freaking city in hanboks, I don't know. It was just a lot. By this point, Laura still had not seen my burn. Like she, because I just told her in the morning, like I burned myself last night, but she didn't really like think it was like a thing. Or whatever. Because I didn't hear screaming. Like I, it was. I just thought it was like a little burn. Like I've burnt myself with the, with my sure. hair straightener. So I just thought it was something like that. That like it hurts, but like it's fine. It just turns red and then it gives like a little bit of a scar and then you move on, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know. So well, I will leave the more a little bit more detail of the photo shoot and everything for after this. I'm just gonna finish the story, but of of the burn. So when we get back from the from the shoot like I at like 7 p.m I told like after we finished the shoot whatever I told Laura I can't walk anymore like I I'm in a lot of pain right now I I just I literally can't hang anymore so we go back to the hotel or the Hanok and we had stopped at a pharmacy to get some bandages and whatever to just like have something better than what I had at the time which was nothing and when we get to the room I take off my pants and Laura sees like the toilet paper and the and the band-aids from the day from like earlier that were completely shattered and my wound was raw and all of like the denim material like little fuzzies had gone in there so it looked really bad like really bad so the little burn that I thought was not a big deal was not <laughs> what it was it was 
It was probably the size of my hand in terms of lengthwise. I have pretty big hands for uh, a girl. It was. It's, it was it about was, like that's literally my hand. Four Kathy. inches? No, it's not. It was almost. like the size of, a, of my middle finger, kind of. Almost. It looked bigger because the area around it that wasn't burnt was also inflamed because yeah. that area was very, very burned. Yeah. So it just looked huge. Yeah. And then like she shows me this and I'm like, oh not my on God. purpose. I literally was just taking off my clothes and she sees it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's so big. Like you can't. And cause also see like it. it's kind of gross. So I didn't want to like be like, hey, because I know she's a little squeamish. So I, I didn't want to show her. I was just like, it was not on purpose. I just took off my pants and everything had fallen off. It was it was big enough like you couldn't miss it. So I, I see it, it and I'm like, you've <laughs> been walking and doing all of these things with this fucking bird. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I probably would have passed out after like 30 minutes. Like <laughs> even in Jeju, I probably would have passed out. Like I I'm I'm a little baby when it comes to pain i'm a little baby when it comes to blood being things that yeah. have blood yeah so like just when i saw it like i i was just i couldn't believe it to be quite honest yeah and because it was such a big burn and it was a second degree burn this was something that she had to deal with the whole trip and sometimes, obviously, I'm not the one in pain. And even though I know she's in pain, like, we're trying to do so many things that I would forget. Yeah. But, like, as soon as I would see it at night or I would remember it, all I could think of was, how the fuck is she walking right now? Like, how is she able to do this? I was, yeah. my my brain still cannot understand. Yeah. Like, it was, I. It was, a, it was a mind over matter thing that I was just, like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Even if we come back, I don't, it's never going to be the same trip. It's never going to be the first mm -hmm. time here. And it was literally like our first time in Seoul. Like yeah. we were just arriving to Seoul. So we hadn't gone to experience the city any other way. So whatever. If you're wondering if I went to the hospital or not, I thought about going to the hospital exclusively to bring you guys the content of how <laughs> it is to go to a hospital in Korea. <laughs> I really thought about it. And we had plans to go to the hospital the next day. Uh, we had kind of included it in our agenda. We did have uh, something purchased for a ticket. Um, but we met these German girls at the Hanuk we were staying. And one of them was a chef. And she's like, I've burned myself a million times. You don't really need to go to the hospital for that. And honestly, the hospitals here will kind of give you the runaround and send you like to a bunch of different like doctors. And it's a lot of waiting for nothing. Just go to the pharmacy, use Papago, type in, I need burn cream and they will give it to you and you'll be better off and you'll be good. And I was like, okay, I took the advice from the girls and we did go to the pharmacy that afternoon of the next day on Friday. So I burned myself Wednesday night. <laughs> Didn't really get it treated with medicine until Friday afternoon. And yeah, I kind of managed with what I had, the the what I bought and these bandages that like we bought, we try to find these bandages in a bunch of different places, could <laughs> never find the same bandage again. So yeah. I just used different bandages the whole trip. And then I asked my brother back home to make an appointment at my dermatologist for the day after we landed. And I ended up just getting it treated back here in the States. It's closed up now. It didn't get infected it's fine. I wanted to get a tattoo in Korea, but I guess I just branded myself instead to have my for life souvenir on my body <laughs> of the experience. It's fine. It, it is what it is. But it did, like Laura said, impact 
our whole time in Seoul. There were a couple of days that I really was like, I can't walk anymore. Because it would, as much as I bandaged it and everything, it, it's, it, it's uncomfortable. It was hurt. itchy. It was yeah. hurting. Uh, I burned off a bunch of nerve endings that were coming back. So, and there were like, it really got worse before it got better. Because the first right. day when I burned it, only a small piece of skin had come off. But as the trip progressed, more skin was coming off. So it was more yeah. exposed and raw and more painful. So it really did get worse before it got better. And we were in Seoul and I didn't have a burn, but I was really tired. We already had a whole week that we had done a lot of things. So like not only was Kathy burned, but she was burnt and tired. Like we were towards the end of our trip. So it was like, it was a mixture of like exhaustion and pain. Yeah. Yeah. That, very that. <laughs> so even if it just had been exhaustion, like it still would have, like, I still feel like it affected our soul part of the trip just because I, I was just tired. Like we were just actually tired yeah like we kept going because it was our trip and like whatever we were there for the first time but <laughs> your 30s are different guys <laughs> they really are and the crazy thing is like whenever we were in the trip like a couple of days later laura was like we took so many chill days and i was like laura on friday we didn't go anywhere because my leg was literally dying the rest of the days every day we were going 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 nonstop. like we didn't have chill days and she was just hallucinating in the moment because she just wanted to do more and more and more. But yeah, so that was that. That was that experience. So with that. So we get to Seoul. We managed to make it to our photo shoot. And I say manage because I was freaking out about timing. And then at this point, it was halfway through our trip. We had somehow made all of our timelines work. Mm hmm. So as I'm freaking out that we're not going to make it, I was like, Laura, we have had so many times where you're also freaking out and we've made it. This is going to be fine. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess it is. And it was <laughs> like our times in the trip work so perfectly that like, God I'm not quite sure how, them. Yeah. literally, like literally. We had to take the exact bus and we would always take the exact bus, the exact like subway train. And like it was our first time, so we could have missed it, but we never missed one. Mm -hmm. So it was just like everything worked out just right. Mm -hmm. um, we actually even got to the place before the photographer, like maybe five minutes before, two minutes yeah. before, which we like another couple minutes to spare. Yeah. What the hell? But we were also very diligent. Like Laura <clears throat> and I are both very much cognizant and understanding of the situation. So, like yeah. for example, we could have taken a long time. So, uh, just to explain, before going on the trip, one of the things that we were talking about was Laura brought up the idea of us dressing in hanbok when we got to at some point during the trip. At first, I was a little concerned because I was like, could it be seen as cultural appropriation? I'm not really sure. But then I saw a lot of articles that said, like, number one, the locals actually kind of like it when they see people dressed in hanbok because it kind of preserves the culture and the tradition that they don't really even keep themselves anymore. And the other thing is that the palaces in some places are on Seoul or wherever you're, what city you're doing it in, will let you in for free if you're wearing a hanbok, which is literally an incentive for foreigners to do it or for anyone to do it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, if we are going to do that, I think we should get a photographer because we are limited in what we can do and like what our phones can do. We're not planning on taking our cameras because we didn't have space for them. 
And also we couldn't really get good pictures together right. if we just like put our phones on a selfie stick. So we found a really good photographer for a super fair price on Airbnb experiences. His name is Kangen. His Instagram at is P-H-A-T, shrimp, fat shrimp, but with a P-H. And we have him tagged on our videos about him and everything, but we found him. He actually had had an injury recently and he had to cancel like three photo shoots before hours, but he didn't cancel hours. Like when, when we tell you that the amount of things that like the universe had to put into place for everything to work as perfectly as it did, not just from our side, but from even other people's side, like the photographer, it was wild. So he literally recovered yeah. just enough to do our photo shoot, like right on time. Yeah. So we met up with him. We walked into Kyombok Palace. He went to buy his ticket because he wasn't dressed in Hanbok like we were. So he had to pay for admission. And we went inside. He took us straight to all the places that, you know, beautiful things to take pictures of. And it was kind of near the golden hour time. So the lighting was perfect. And it, that wasn't a sunny day. It was kind of cloudy. And it's that's the perfect lighting for pictures because it's not overexposed. It's literally perfect. It was. So we went around for like an hour and a half, I would say. Yeah. taking pictures and he was telling us how to pose and we did individual pictures as well as pictures together mm -hmm. and he <clears> would <throat> listen to us like hyping each other up and Laura mentioned this in the episode about the logistics so you know with Laura and I were like yes queen get a girl oh that looks good and whatever because we just watched Trixie Mattel and Katya all day every day so we just like talk like drag queens too and then by the end of the photo shoot, he was like, that's it. Like, you know, kind of not that not with the snap and everything. But, you know, he he was Almost. giving the energy. He was, uh, he was there. He, he was, was in a, it. He was about to be there. He was in it. It was very, very cute. Yeah, he, he was wonderful. He really was. He, I, I feel very awkward in pictures. I'm not very good at taking pictures. No, I'm good at taking pictures. I'm not good at being in front of the camera too much. And he made me feel very comfortable like it was it was a nice experience i'm not traumatized by the amount of pictures we took which was over 600 yeah it was a <laughs> i lot don't think we took pictures. that many in my engagement photo shoot <laughs> like it was a lot it was a lot <laughs> he takes a lot of pictures of every second and then at the end of the photo shoot he pulled out a little converter dongle situation pulled out his memory stick and was like whose phone do i put it in but it was basically for an iphone so I was like, just put it in mine. So he connected the dongle to my iPhone, selected some import thing, and the pictures went right into my phone right after the photo shoot. So we didn't have to wait for them. Mm -hmm. And they were stunning. No edits, no nothing. You know, we could, Laura could color correct them a little bit if she wanted to, but they were great to begin with. Like mm -hmm. we really didn't have to do anything to the pictures. So we had an amazing time. And we didn't mention this earlier, but we went to rent our humbugs at Bokchon Humbug Rental and the address is like 49 something we'll tag it in the description but they're amazing the reason we went there was because when laura brought up the idea of doing the handbook rental i was concerned about them having like inclusive sizing because i have a big ass and big hips and i was like if you know if all they have is for like korean standard sizes i'm gonna need like six handbooks sewn together to be able <laughs> to wear something but i found this plus size not plus size, but they, they, their size inclusive store. Yeah. And I showed it to Laura and they actually looked like they had cute things. And then mm -hmm. we, when we went into the store, Laura saw the pictures that they had on the lockers. So Lino from Stray Kids and a couple of the kids from and Hypen actually went to that store and it's been shown on their vlogs before. 
So Nikki, my son. Yeah. Without even trying, like we ended up at, you know, following K-pop steps and things and whatever. Yeah. That was the store that we got got our Hamburg rental stuff at. And I'm mentioning the plus size thing because it's been asked in our comments before if they were size inclusive. So yes, they are. And the owner is amazing and her assistant as well. And they speak great English and they can really help you out. So it was great. The next day, we really didn't have a lot planned. Originally, we were going to go to the DMZ, which is the zone between south and north korea Mm -hmm. that like little part where there's it's like neutral zone but we decided to cancel it because we realized that we were staying at the hanak and it wouldn't work with like dropping off our stuff it would just made the day very calm like complicated so instead kathy booked a makgeolli tasting Mm -hmm. and that was basically the only thing that we had planned for that day yeah so we went to our makgeolli tasting we did it well kathy you can talk more about it because you're the one that um, booked it but well uh, we found it on airbnb experiences it was recommended on reddit a lot specifically this tasting the host his name is sam sangchong i believe if i'm not wrong and he does soju tastings makoli tastings and also he does hikes around seoul Mm -hmm. so he has a very awesome portfolio of activities that you can do with him but it's a very intimate thing we were debating between the soju tasting and the makgeolli tasting and the only reason we picked the makgeolli one was because of the time because i think the soju ones were at night and it was probably going to interfere with just like activities in general but the makgeolli one was like at one in the afternoon or like at noon so it was early Mm -hmm. enough in the day that we could still do a lot and yeah so it was it was pretty cool it was very intimate it was only us two and two other travelers that they were traveling solo a guy and a girl So we all kind of met there. And then at the tasting, Sam provided a list of like recommendations for things that we wanted to do. So like restaurants and things like that. And he mentioned like we were close to Itaewon. So that area where we were is kind of where all the foreigners are and where the army bases for U.S. soldiers are at. And there's this thing called uh, or a dish called Burejike, which is army stew, like a sausage spicy stew. And he was talking to us about how a long time ago, they basically would get like the leftover meat sent from the bases here over there, and they would just throw everything in the stew. And that's kind of like what army stew became. So he was like, if you guys want to try it, I recommend this one restaurant. So he called the restaurant ahead to let them know that four foreigners were coming because then we kind of became friendly with the people that we did the tasting Mm -hmm. with. And we were like, let's just all go together. And we went and it was a good time. The food was really, really good at that place. And then. When we were talking, we had wanted to do like at least one night out mm-hmm. uh, where like we went bar hopping and stuff just to try it out. Yeah. So we decided Friday was the best time to do that. So we like decided to just go out that night. We actually met up with the two people that we uh, had met at the uh, Makoli tasting. And then we went to like Hong Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when I say it took me back to college, <laughs> very that. Back to college. Very that. It was, it was good. It was a good experience because it feels like we were supposed to do it, right? Yeah. I had looked at different places to go to beforehand just to have an idea of what to do, but it really brought me back to college. And like, it was fun, but it was also exhausting. <laughs> it was so it tiring. Was, yeah. We um we got separated from 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 like the people we had met from our friends and we ended up a random bar. I don't even 
Yeah, we we ended up at a club because they weren't asking for like money up front. Yeah, well, it was funny well. because one of like when Laura was looking ahead at the research of like the places, first of all, she was looking for like Latin places or she like, well, first of all, she had a list of like foreigner friendly places. That was our first like yeah. line of, of of separation or whatever. And then she was like, oh, these like have Latin places. So we we can probably like we would like the music. So she, for example, found this place called La Luz, which was really funny because uh, it was spelled La Rouge on neighbor, like because of the Hangul romanization. And it was so cute. We have so many of those moments that we just like were dying with how cute like the translations and romanizations were. And we were outside of the La Luz place and they were playing Katy Perry. And we're like, this is not Latin stuff. Like, what the fuck? It was terrible. So we were kind of just going to places based on music and like how big the line was and if we had to pay cover or not. It's the same thing that you have here of like whenever you go to like Las Vegas or maybe like a a club strip in Orlando or Austin that they're trying to like get you to come in and they give you like a little card and they're like, no cover, free drink, come in, whatever. So we like made a line to go into a place which was terrible. They totally like did not, like the alcohol was not alcohol. Like it was just the worst. So they served us cherry. Was it cherry? I don't know what it was but it was vodka. disgusting it was it was just cherry juice that they like called water. it vodka whatever it yeah. was horrible we we stayed just because we used the restroom <laughs> yeah we just literally there wasn't went in a to line. Pee and like we get we, we left swiftly mm. and then we like passed by this other bar that was called ff i think that the music was sounded really good from the outside no no that wasn't ff, the FF oh that was, was the other one, one. that was yeah. xx Sorry, it's because of the double letters. So FF was the not good one. So not recommended. And XX was the good one. So we went into XX and then there were were these like people hanging out and like taking pictures by the mirror. And we ended up like hanging out with them and befriending them, like just like talking. They were students in um, Seoul. They were there for like a year, I think. Mm -hmm. So we just like had a good time talking and uh, listening to the music there. And then I think at like two or three in the morning, we were like, it's 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 late so i have a toxic trait where i either go home really early or i can go forever yeah so like we kept looking at each other like should we go like because we had planned the next day to go to hive insight Mm -hmm. so and we had booked the 10 a.m time so like Mm -hmm. we had to wake up sort of early so we kept looking at each other and we're like should we go should we not and it just kept getting later and later and later and i think at that point we're like yeah we should probably go but in reality we could have probably stayed there yeah we could have kept going there was also like a guy for me or something and he was kind of pushing for things to go somewhere else that wasn't the club and i was like you know what i think it's time to just like cut it here so that also had to do with it. Thank you, Laura, for wing womaning for me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, she was being a good married lady, just like standing by her friend as her friend was having fun in Seoul. So I was, was having that. a great time, people watching. She was. It was it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen a lot of people like hit on people in a long time because yeah. I got married. So I'm not really into that, yeah. like whatever. So it was kind of funny to like see people like flirting and like you know trying to like see what's out there it was just it was cute it was very college it was it was that was the crowd that we were hanging out with basically college kids like they could not believe that we were not 23 they were like shook (laughs) shook that we were not 23 yeah but yeah then we left and then we were at the bus stop 
which is the only bad part. The subway closes really early yeah. considering how late Seoul nightlife is open to. Mm -hmm. So we had to take the bus, COC, like we had no option. And Hongdae was a little far away from where we were staying in Myeongdong. So it took, it felt like it took forever. Well, this is where <laughs> I was going to go. So I was pretty drunk. I am not even going to gloss over it. I was, I had a great time. I got a drink spot for me. So I was, and at this point, we had been drinking basically since noon, since I'm not yeah. tasting. Yeah. So we drank a lot that day. And thankfully, Laura was just very much like on task with like finding our way back home. So we're at the bus stop and the, I'm only mentioning this because of Harry. So mm -hmm. I'm at the bus stop and passed out, <laughs> just out like a light. And I had put a reminder because PH1's concert tickets were dropping that day at 10 a.m. local time. 10 a.m. in Miami was midnight for us. And I had put a calendar reminder, but because I was busy at the club, I did not get the reminder and I didn't see the, like the alert to buy the tickets. So I'm at the bus stop, like passed out. And Laura goes, Harry's tickets went on sale. It had been like already two or three hours at this point. I get up like from the dead and I'm like, oh my God. And then <laughs> the bus arrives and then I don't know how, but I bought tickets to go see Harry in Atlanta. I don't remember <laughs> anything, but I, I bought the tickets to go see Harry in Atlanta. The buses were packed. So I was like trying to get at least a chair for us because like, we needed it yeah and like this one like man left and I was like Kathy sit right there <laughs> she just sat and passed out <laughs> I didn't pass out until like yes, the, of the, the very end after buying the ticket I first well, yeah. had to finish buying yeah. the ticket yeah but like it was like an hour long bus ride so it, it was, was not long. an hour louder. it was 45 minutes really it was at least 45 minutes yes it was very long I don't like remember. I was I was standing up and like trying to like not fall asleep because we had we were exhausted and like drunk. It was it just it, it was forever. <laughs> like, it was forever. It was yeah. the worst. Yeah. And then I think we stopped at a 7-Eleven to buy some. Like, oh, yeah. I was really hungry. <laughs> some kimbap. Because <laughs> really you hungry. will not catch us hungry. <laughs> you will not catch us hungry. So luckily, we really mostly had vodka. I think vodka and soju, which are like mm -hmm. clear liquors, sort yeah. of, sort of similar. So the next day we woke up fine. We were fine. just tired because we were perpetually tired the whole trip. Yeah. So we wake up and we were like, "Let's get it. Today's our K-popin day. We're gonna go to Hive. It's gonna be great." We get to Hive. <laughs> well, first, Laura notices that like the the forecast was for rain so we oh, took yeah. our rain jackets that day and whatever and before we get to high we have to mention that we we took a cab because it was oh, kind of yeah. late we woke up kind of late for when we had to get there and the transportation like yeah. public transportation was not going to cut it so we took a cab and our cab driver was like oh uh, bts you like and we were like yes bts choyo and then he's like oh something something my favorite song is fake love and we were both like oh my god thank you dying. god it was, so cute. it was the it was best so moment cute. of our lives this taxi driver <laughs> so telling us and he's like oh and you know Jin's off to the military and we're like yes very i'm i'm giving a lot of words here that weren't <laughs> said but we just like knew that things were being said and and loud we're like yeah favorite you know Jin, her, her because uh, yeah only reason I understood because he said Jen and I was like yeah it was very Jen. cute it was, it was very adorable. cute yeah he so dropped us to, off he did we, he did right in front of the high building we get mm -hmm. to hype um we get to hype. 
<laughs> we take out our little papers, our little tickets, whatever. Yeah. We go to the front. Can I say that we were very organized about this? Like yes, we really, we, we had folders on our Google Drive yeah. that were like the naming convention was by date that they were going to be used. So they were in order. Like we really thought we had our shit so together for <laughs> so this together. trip. So and we did 98% of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we get up to the high building. Kathy takes out the paper because she had printed it out beforehand just in case. And she shows it to this guy. Pause. Everyone that works at Hive is beautiful. Unpause. She she she, she gives this guy, you know, her ticket, the tickets, what we thought were the tickets. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can go, but not her. And I'm like, what did I do to you, my guy? Like, what did I do? We're like, sorry, what? They were like, they were like, yeah, you have one ticket. And I was like, no, I bought two. Like, I don't remember what we bought or what we didn't buy. Like, again, we thought we had it together. We put all the vouchers in the folder, like. You know, but they're like they and then they were like, well, you know, can you get in like log in onto Global Interpark? So trying to log in, whatever this girl gets into like, because I give her my phone because I'm like, it's all in Korean. So she like goes to the back end, whatever. And she's like, you only bought one ticket. And I was like, I only bought one ticket. And then I'm like confused. And then at this point, it's like 10. So it's like our time to go in is like now. And they're like, the the girl was literally like, you can go in, but she can't. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to go in with my friend? Like without my friend, like who would do that? Like the fact that they even said that to me, I was like, are you okay? Like, how, do you have friends? Do you know how this Curly, works? Really? Are you fine? <laughs> so we were like, I was concerned at that moment because they were, I asked them like, are there more tickets to go in today? And they're like, you can check the site. And I was like, well, knowing that it's like BTS and Hybe, I'm sure like the tickets have been sold out for decades. And Thankfully. it was a Saturday. Too, that wasn't like... the case. Yeah, it was a Saturday. So, so apparently with Hybe or with Global Interpark, whatever their thing is you can only buy one ticket per account and I guess like I had the task of buying the ticket but like I forgot because Kathy was like I got the ticket and like I gaslit myself to believe she had bought two tickets like we both did because usually we buy two so it was it was weird because if you're there were families there so I guess they each made an account and each had to find a ticket for the right time. Or like maybe Interpark is different, or Global Interpark is different. But uh, yeah. there were a lot of international fans there, so I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So we found one at one thirty. We it was already like it was like eleven by the time we got the other ticket because Global Interpark was not helping at all. It was not easy to maneuver. Like it was just a mess, and I couldn't remember my account. It was a mess. So. We were right by the Han River because the high building is right by the Han River. So we're like, let's just walk there and like chill. So like we walked there and this is the point where I realized that I might have been a little hungover. (laughs) So we waste time. We go to Hybe and I think it's necessary that we talk a little bit about our experience there. It is. So Kathy, how was your experience at Hive Insight? <laughs> I love how you're asking me to put myself first out here. I can put myself out there. I don't mind. It's fine. I mean, you can start if you want, because I feel like you feel I we feel the same way, but you probably feel more strongly about this. Yes, I, I do. do. So we get both tickets. We go in. Everyone's beautiful. Um, you can't have book bags. So we kind of leave our book bags in lockers that they provide for free. And we're like super excited to go because like Hive, you know. BTS, you know, whatever. We go in and they hold us in a room 
so they have like a big enough group to start the whole process because you can only be within the exhibition for I think like 90 minutes or something like that yeah it's something like that maybe a little bit less so they I think it's they, 80 80 minutes 80 so they like do like very Disney very universal very theme park where like they wait for a really big group and then they like send you off yeah so they did that and you can't take pictures which is like I get it but at the same time like why well now we know why you can't take pictures well yeah now I guess yeah that's true so I don't know what I was expecting but it was definitely not what we saw and, was, and to clarify, this was a specific exhibit that was open <clears throat> from late September until November for yeah. proof, like for, right. for that album specifically. It was, I guess you could call it an exhibit, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> there there was, just wasn't a lot of things that we haven't already seen. Right. And it wasn't interactive. Like, I feel like I feel like I've been to museums where they have probably less money than Hybe. And they make the exhibits a little bit more interactive. Like, I want to fucking stamps. Where are my stamps, my guys? Like, there was nothing to keep my brain in the task at hand, which was looking at this exhibit. And there was a lot of, like, writing, which even when I go to museums, I don't really read. I just kind of look. I'm a very look, like, visual person. Yeah. So it was just pretty much pictures that we have seen that we have literally in our phone and music in the background and that's that's about it like there was nothing else yeah it's it's um you just expect more from hive like laura said a company that has so much money you would think that there was going to be more hoopla around especially like this could basically be the last one that they had uh before the members enlisted and everything like you know there wasn't really like they had things like i don't know the statue from fake love and like the piano and whatever but there was i don't know it just like felt like someone said just bring all the props into here and put a bunch of pictures on the wall yeah i'm not sure if it, if this is what happened but we went into a room that was very very tall and they had pictures all the way to the top but you couldn't even see them because like once they're higher up you can't see well and i'm pretty sure that was the trophy room so they covered the trophies because we we never saw them Mm -mm. and people who go to the like to high bin site now are seeing the trophies so i'm pretty sure it was that that place but don't don't quote me on this because i may be wrong but like we never saw the trophies which like would have been more exciting to see them literally anything else we saw there and then they had all these pictures that we couldn't even see and again we have already seen most of them they had some like dance practice videos, some things here and there, but like, yeah, it just, it didn't really like, it wasn't anything super exciting. There wasn't anything engaging, like Laura said, mm-hmm. interactive. <clears throat> and we, you're just like walking, seeing things. It almost feels like when you're about to ride a ride in Disney, that you're yeah. walking around the pre-ride to right. just like keep you somewhat entertained, but there was mm-hmm. never a ride at the end of it. Right. And like they could have done so many things because they're such a big company with so much money. They're charging an arm and a leg for everything that they sell in the Weaver shop. Like yeah. they're charging for the entrance to this. Like they they make a good amount of money. Like and they could have made more like put a photo booth like where, where like the members come out from like you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, where you could yeah, put yeah. the members inside of the pictures. Like yeah. I would have paid for that. Like yeah. put a freaking pc pc machine like well they they had the pc dispenser for us yeah but that was like 
you get what I mean? Like if you had given me another PC machine or dispenser that was yeah. like with like old photo cards or something, like I would have spent all my money there. You get what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, 100%. they could have made it so much better with so little money. Yeah. It just felt kind of like thrown together, sort of like without any thought or any army person behind yeah. it, which is unusual. So it, it was just like, it was weird. Yeah. I didn't like it. I mean, like, I'm glad we went because like, obviously I needed to be in the high building yeah, and possibly breathe the same air that Jin sometime in his life probably breathed, breath, whatever. And Uzi too. But it was just whatever. It was whatever. whatever. I was more pissed about the fact that they charged us for the bags at the end of the freaking like the, merch buying. A one. I was like, it was like hundred one. Yeah, it was like not even a dollar. But I was just like, you're charging me for this after I already had to pay for tickets twice because you didn't want to let me in with my friend earlier. And also like I'm already buying not hundreds, but a couple hundred dollars worth of merch. I'm like, you can't just give me the fucking bag. Yeah. Like it just it felt very money grabby all in all, which it's fine like we we know that hive is like as capitalist as they come yeah but it was a little underwhelming on the exhibit part and yeah. that's that was unfortunate but yeah we know the members have nothing to do with that so it is what it no, is it's just a company yeah. and that was like our k-poppy day it sort of sucked because once we left hype it started raining so the rest of the activities that we did were kind of hindered by the rain yeah it kind of got slashed um, we went to Starship, but it was raining, so, like, we could only take, like, a super quick picture. Yeah. We did see some trainees go in. We did. Or what I assume were trainees because they look very young. They we also did, like, SM, but, again, it was rainy, so it was, like, yeah. towards the end of the day, too, and I yeah. was very tired. We went to the Line Friends World pop-up, got a couple things to bring back for our friends. Cute. It was cute, but it was... It was cuter during the day and without the rain because they had right. like cotton candy and all these things that we didn't right. get to see. So, right. What were you going to say? That pop up basically felt the same as the hype exhibition, like pretty much. Yeah, basically. And they Shorter. had stamps. And they had freaking stamps. Why? You know, stamps are not that expensive. No, they're not. Like, especially when it's like a ink thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I would have fucking loved a stamp. Like a little passport of like BTS proof stuff. Yeah, it would have been yeah, cute. It would have been adorable. Yeah. But anyway, that was that day. Yeah. Anything and we went to the to the Starlight Library, oh, yeah. Coex and the Hyundai department store. We ate there at the food court. It was okay. That's where you also had like a minor allergy yeah, moment. I don't know what I ate. Yeah. Because they don't really tell you all of the ingredients of like yeah. the side dishes. Mm. They tell you the ingredients of the main dish, yeah. but not the ingredients of the side dishes. Yeah. And like I didn't know how to say that I was like allergic to shellfish. So it was just like it was weird. Yeah. But and we had we okay. had talked about possibly going back out that night, but with the rain, it was just it like was just, no. Yeah. We wanted to see also Soul Forest because it's right next to SM. Yeah rain so we just kind of had to go home at that point yeah and then the next day really the only thing that we had planned super big was the yes. treasure concert and our day sort of revolved around that i actually adopted a child <laughs> subway laura laura has a couple kids now that she just like 
saw them in South Korea and was like, this is my child now. So she thinks about them often and wonders how they're up. So, That's my Delulu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm a married lady. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for children to adopt. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were on the on line five, which is the purple one, which is very deceiving because we actually got on the wrong train and uh, we totally had to like get off and come back up and come back. And we lost about an, like an hour, I would say. One whole of, hour. Yeah. Of time. Cause we were going to like get to the Olympic stadium park area or Olympic park, sorry, Olympic park area and eat comfortably with like proper time. We didn't know when we had to get there to pick up our tickets and we were kind of expecting maybe there to be an issue with the pickup or anything, yeah. but everything went like smooth sailing. And um, yeah, then we went to the concert. So that, that was our, our whole focus for the day was just yeah. that it was very fun I enjoyed it very different than what we're used to um yeah. but it was it was very fun it's just funny to me that the last concert I went to was that and then the next concert is gonna be Daddy Yankee <laughs> we're going to Daddy Yankee tomorrow so by the time you guys see this we, ha we will have already gone to Daddy Yankee now that'll be our last concert of the year yeah. so yeah we have TikToks on the ticket buying experience for the concert, as well as a summary of the concert itself, they will be linked in the description if you want to see more of that. But all in all, Treasure is great. They really deliver an awesome concert full with high octane volcano lava for yes. all of us to enjoy. And a lot of people on TikTok have been commenting, like, because we mentioned in the narration of the video that, like, all the fans like are sitting unless artist tells you to like stand up and you don't really like sing along unless like it's part of the fan chant yeah. and people are like oh my god no i'd be so bored i prefer the u.s and whatever and it's like yeah laura was struggling a little bit sitting down in the chair because she's more <clears throat> of the wants to be hype and dance and whatever yeah but it has its charm like you're yeah, sitting down so you're kind of relaxed and you're we're still moving we're still like singing along a little bit here and there like it's just not screaming and you know standing the whole time which is kind of tiresome and a lot yeah. of people were commenting too like they have either disabilities so they don't really go to concerts because people are going to stand the whole time and they can't sit comfortably and watch or people with asd and it's very overwhelming to have everyone screaming the whole time so there's both sides to be considered here yeah. so it was pretty cool yeah. we enjoyed it so another thing that we wanted to try while we were in Korea was Warm Soju. Kathy had seen on Instagram that a couple bars were now selling Warm Soju. So we like and like had custom drinks for like right. limited time. Yeah. So we decided to like try to hit one of those bars. They were mostly in Gangnam and coming back to our hotel, we basically had to pass by it. So we're like, this is a perfect time. Let's just try it. Yeah. So we decided on one because it was close to like where a bus would drop us or like the metro i don't remember what it was yeah so we chose it because it was close <laughs> i think it was because of the bus stop and also because it was a rooftop thing so it kind of felt like <clears throat> oh this is cool yeah. yeah we hadn't had like cocktails in like a fancy place our whole trip so like it was it was like a change of pace yeah so we went to this place it was super cute it was a sunday night so it was pretty empty yeah it was like us these two dudes and then like a group of like foreigners that were mm. being super rowdy and people um, like in the balcony were more sitting outside i think 
Right. But it was it was pretty cool. The drinks were amazing. The drinks were very much Miami prices. (laughs) Yeah, this is the only place where like you can we were kind of like bring brought back home a little early because everywhere else, you know, you're paying like what, two thousand one for a bottle of soju, like not bad at all. But here it was about twenty two to twenty four thousand one, which is about eighteen, nineteen, twenty dollars. Right. So it's Miami prices for the drinks, but they were really good. They had like custom drinks at the bar, tenders themselves created with one soju. That second one that we tried, that we had another one yeah. of it, was amazing. Yeah. And those bartenders were so much fun. They were like, oh, we want to go to Miami. And we're like, come, our Basel's in a couple of weeks. It's a great time. So they made us a bunch of drinks and they recommended, because we asked them, like, do you have any other bars that we should hit up in Seoul? And they were like, oh, you should go to this place. And he showed me like the Instagram account. So I took a picture of it. And then they called us a cab to go home because Laura learned by this point that <laughs> taxis don't really like uh, accept <clears throat> foreigner requests. So when you call, when you have someone from Korea, call the taxi. They will show up actually in late. And it's safer. Like we had already like yeah. been drinking. We were tired. It's safer because they tell you about how much the trip is going to be. And yeah. they tell you which taxi it is so it just felt overall easier like it was fine we were tired and it ended up being not expensive at all it was 10 or eleven thousand. yeah not not a big deal and this place was definitely more vibe it was more Mm grown-up it was more (laughs) lady in your 30s yeah the drinks were delicious and like I kind of wish we would have tried a place like this in the other cities that we were in yeah I understand that like we were just very tired and we'd go to bed yeah. literally by like nine or eight thirty would be like passed out. Yeah. But um it, it was it was definitely way more our vibe. Yeah. And so the next day, after a long, long day, we decided to go to the bar that they recommended. And mm-hmm. it was mm, it was an experience. So, so it's a it we didn't know when he showed us the Instagram anything. He just mm-hmm. showed us the name of the place. Laura put it in the map as usual to look at it, go to it. And it turned out to be a speakeasy that is actually hidden in the middle of Pyeongdong. So we really couldn't find it. We were like outside of the building because, you know, the map tells you you have arrived. And we go into like the building. There's nothing on like the map of the elevator that tells you like what floor it's on. Nothing. So we were looking at reviews and everybody basically that left reviews was like, good luck finding it. (laughs) And we were like, fuck you like how are we supposed to find a place but we kind of like i think you we had like an idea of where it could be because there was nothing on that floor on the on the signage for it and you found a review that said like it's on the this floor so we're not going to tell you because we're also now part of the club like whatever (laughs) so we went we got up there and they were like do you have a reservation and we're like no we're supposed to have a reservation (laughs) no and they're like well there's i heard 20 laura heard two like teams ahead of you and they're like, we'll call you back when we like have seating. And we're like, can you please sit us at the bar? And they're like, we'll see what we can do. But like, shut up, go away. <laughs> so we left to like walk around and I think maybe see if we saw like cool street food or souvenirs or whatever. We had just yeah. had dinner, so we weren't really hungry. And then they called us and we had gone kind of like a little far, like not too far, <laughs> but they called us and they're like, 
they were Laura says that like from their tone of voice they were basically expecting us to be outside the elevator just salivating and waiting for this call <laughs> we had moved on with our lives like <laughs> we were gone and Laura was like oh we'll be there and, and she looks at me and I go five minutes and she's like five minutes and we start running <laughs> through Myeongdong like running we hadn't been that excited in quite a while <laughs> it was great it was great we were like just gunning it through all the tourists it felt kind of like a movie like i wish i had we were laughing as we were running it was really fun guys it was just like it was a great time so we got there literally within the five minutes it was perfect we were, like trying to catch our breath pretending we didn't just run i was like sweating and like we're, like hi like trying to be at this like nice bar and funny fun note when we went the first time we walked in and then we walked on laura goes i think that was jin young from god seven <laughs> This bitch is out of her mind. We went back. That was it not was Jin very Young. dark and I'm blind, guys. It was not Jin Young. Uh, but I was like, oh, it would totally it make sense Jin for him to be like at the hidden speakeasy. Yeah, it totally makes like all the sense, but it wasn't him. So but yeah, we sat down and there's like five bartenders and it takes a long time to make all the drinks. So it made so sense that there were long. so many bartenders. It's a very small place. They also have seats like uh, chairs and booths, but we were happy to be seated at the bar. That's what we wanted. So we could interact with the bartenders. And like the main bartender kind of looked like Onu from Shiny. So we started calling him Jinky between ourselves. And he was just so cute. The cutest freaking thing. Very he nice. made amazing drinks for us. We had actually we had multiple bartenders make drinks for us yeah. that night. They kind of rotate. I had a tequila drink, which had cherry uh, tomatoes. Carrot. Uh, yeah. And they were the best cherry tomatoes I've ever tried. They actually tasted like fruit, like yeah so they it make their so their drinks and they, they make their menu based on seasonal fruits and they the, their drinks don't have fr- uh, names of like you know i don't know the slutty foreigner like it doesn't have a drink <laughs> it, uh, a name on the drink it just says like the main ingredient based on the fruit that's like available so i had the ginseng which was a vodka basically like a moscow mule but like a fancier better yeah. custom moscow mule and they infuse the vodka like all the spirits that are in those drinks they infuse them with the fruit that it's like supposed to have so because laura had asked if they can switch one of the liquors for her so she wouldn't be drinking multiple things and they were like actually no because we infuse the liquor with it so suck it up and she was like yes sir, i did well and it was great she was fine it was amazing it was a yeah. really really good drink it was yeah it was also very much our vibe. Like we were just chilling, just talking, having some good drinks, also expensive drinks. Like, also at the very same Miami price of, of the bar the day before. So, but it was fine. It was fine because we really hadn't done that in the whole trip. Yeah. So it was only two nights. So it was yeah. okay. Um, it was a Monday night and it was still packed. So if you're thinking about yeah. going to bar, bar Suki, so something like that, you definitely need to make a reservation because yeah, do that. they do, they are in high demand, especially with their speakeasy vibe and stuff. So yeah. It was very, very, very cute. So for Monday and Tuesday were our last full days in Korea. We were coming back on Wednesday. So we basically just took advantage of the fact that we were in Myeongdong, which is very central. And we walked around little areas that were cute and that we wanted to hit up. So that's what we did during the day. And then for Tuesday night, we went to a music show. So Laura had found in advance of us going this opportunity to go to a music show. There's one specifically called The Show which I think is one of the only ones that you can go to by paying for it and yeah. as a foreigner because all the other music shows like Inkigayo, Music Bank, Music Core, whatever, you have to be like in the fandom. You have to apply for tickets and have a lottery 
And I, I did see some comments on the TikTok that we posted about it that maybe one of the shows had started to like accept payment to go, but it's not a common thing. So the only show that you can really go to as a foreigner, for the most part, if you're not a member of one of the fandoms, is the show. We did a TikTok about it, so we'll let you see all the groups that we saw there and whatever. We'll just say it wasn't the most fun experience in the mm -hmm. sense of like it is fun to go watch a k-pop show being recorded but mm -hmm. they basically record like three times the same episode that day they they record different numbers with different outfits and they're not catering to the audience in studio at all they only care about the tv audience right. so they never introduce the groups that are coming on stage like we might see the segment that plays before for the tv people but it's not like the like, we don't see the MCs because they don't really get on the stage. They record from another area that was, like, covered by the cameras, for us at least. And it was, we saw over 15 groups that day. So it's, yeah. like, very back-to-back. -back. It's a two-hour taping. It took about an hour 45 in total, yeah. including at the end when, like, the, the they have the winning ceremony and the winners perform, like, their song for the fans. So it really is, like, within an hour 15 minutes you see 15 different acts overwhelming overwhelming like they come on the stage and uh, so some of them come on they do one song and they leave like when they get on the stage they're very quiet and they're just kind of like waving at the fans the ones that are like in the little rectangle in front of them which is like maybe 200 fans and then the people in the audience we they can't really see us because it's all dark so it's really mostly with like the fans of the front and it, maybe they do one number and then they get off or maybe they start doing a second song and then they leave in the middle of it, which we were very confused by what was happening. But we were sitting behind the camera crew and we could see a monitor that basically was playing out what people were going to see on TV. And that's when we noticed that they basically had pre-recorded that song before with a different outfit. And they just did like another half in front of us for like us. But it's not really for the show or whatever. So it was a bunch of like moments like that. And it was just like back to back to back. You can't use your phone at all, like not even to text. Like they'll come and tell you to leave if you're using your phone or they'll at least like tell you off or whatever and yeah so like and it's very cold as a, it's very expected cold. of a tv station so we were kind of like excited when it ended like yeah. we were ready we were, for time. i was over it i was yeah. done it was too much for me i was cold i was hungry i wanted a beer yeah i regretted not having more drinks before to be quite honest but yeah. it is what it is from comments that we've seen on TikTok, there's been people that have said that other shows are better and they're not yeah. as jarring for fans. So if you want to go to a music show and you can get into one of the better ones, highly recommend the show. I don't think it's like we wouldn't do it again. Unless your faves are going then. It Which might you be can't really it. plan for in advance, That's like unless true. you know someone's having a comeback. But even like the, the really big groups don't really go to the show, I don't think not anymore. anymore. Yeah. So I think, you know, because we we saw the list of who was going the day before. The day before the show, they post a list, but they can pull out last minute. So mm -hmm. it's not really guaranteed. And yeah, like if you want to go and experience it, by all means, as long as you're mentally prepared yeah. for what it is, I think you'll be fine. But just know that it's it's very overwhelming, but we wouldn't do that show again. And so that I think that concludes our little story time on Seoul and Daegu. We had yeah. a really fun time. In conclusion, if you can take a trip, just fucking do it. 
because yeah. you might not be able to later the pandemic taught us this yeah so just do it i 100%. i'm so happy that we went and i'm just really happy we did it and we did it at the perfect time the season we already talked about why we went during this time it was perfect we saw pictures of south korea a couple of days ago yeah. like covered in snow very it? cold <laughs> when we went like the temperature was perfect it yeah. was it was just we got really good weather Except for a couple of rainy days in Seoul, which we, you know, expected. That's fine. You didn't really go to Seoul if it didn't rain, you know, kind of thing. <clears throat> right. So it was, it just allowed us to have a very broad experience across different cities. And we're really happy that we did all the cities that we did, that we yeah. did all the things that we did. Yeah. We obviously, if we could have fit more in the agenda, we maybe might have or could have. But I'm very happy. I'm very satisfied yeah. with the amount of ground that we covered. And if you guys want any help with planning your own trips, like reach out. We're happy to answer questions. Mm -hmm. We're posting on the blog all our tips and all our stuff. And we might have something to do with itineraries later on this new year coming up. Yeah. So because Laura is, loves to plan and stuff like that. So we can we can definitely help with that. And that's it from me. And actually, that's a great segue to say thank you so much for tuning into our season two. We are really excited for season three and yeah. hope you continue to support us. We have a lot of really, really cool things planned for you guys in the next year. And we can't wait to show you. Yeah. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're celebrating our one year anniversary and the end of season two. So we're actually going to be doing a giveaway of a cute badge set that we got at Hive. We just want those of you who listen to us and are legit awesome fans and supporters to be able to enter this giveaway. And just to participate, uh, we're going to have you check out the link in our bio on our Instagram. So go to our Instagram, check, click on the link in our bio, which is our link tree, and you will see something that says giveaway. So the information of what you need to do in order to submit your entry will be there. So. And just as a reminder, our Instagram is at MIA2K podcast, MIA, the number two, K podcast. Yes. Happy New Year. It's, we are posting this the day after Christmas. So hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Those of you who celebrate, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, happy whatever you celebrate. We hope you're having a great time and staying safe and stay healthy. And see you next year. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale. Bye.